Hey, it's Bill Spadia. Thanks for joining me for Speaking Cops Back the Blue podcast, the official podcast of the New Jersey State PBA. We are here to talk about the amazing work PBA members do every day in our communities and correctional facilities, and of course, the way they continue to serve as frontline heroes. We are also speaking about the legislative, labor relations, health benefits, and other issues that directly impact our members and their families. This episode of Back the Blue podcast is made possible by Autoland. The Autoland experience includes $1,000 discounts off MSRP for PBA members on all vehicles. We want to thank all of our sponsors who back the blue and back our nearly 40,000 active and retired members, Jeff and Debbie Rosen at Lending to Heroes, the Florida House Experience, Capital Benefits, the J. Harris Academy, and many, many more. To connect with any of our sponsors, log on to njspba.com slash nj-cops-magazine. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here. Welcome to Speaking Cops Back the Blue. Today's episode, I am really happy to be joined by my good friend Rob Nixon, who serves as the Legislative Affairs Director for the New Jersey State Policemen's Benevolent Association. Rob, welcome. How are you doing? Good morning, Bill. Doing really well. Thanks so, for Rob, you, uh, you've been doing this a long time, and I thought we'd jump right into it. There is a lot going on with regard to cops and their their families and this attorney general's directive about opening up all these records. Let's start with, um, you know, maybe so the non-cops understand what Mm -hmm. this means. Because first, you know, people hear this like, well, wait a minute, isn't transparency good? And then you dig a little deeper into this and you realize this is bad for everybody, cops and civilians. Yeah, Bill, and I'm sure that you've talked about this a lot. It's, It's amazing to us. I've represented the PBA for over 25 years in Trenton. Uh, and I've never seen such a, a 180 turn. Uh, three months ago, cops were heroes. There were folks out there buying them lunch and thanking them for putting their lives at risk during this outbreak of the virus. And now literally overnight, uh, because of, of, of events in other places, uh, the, the tide has completely turned against them. And we've seen this this rush to, to regulate and to legislate um, a, a, probably a little too quickly for, for New Jersey. And, um, and And you're right. People think, well, why wouldn't you want records for police officers released? We want to we want to know who's who the bad cops are versus who the good cops are, and the the problem is in the distinctions that 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 the average citizen really don't know uh, why we call something major discipline. Uh, you hear the word major discipline and you think, wow, this person must have really done something violent. They must have beat up a kid or stolen something on the job. Hmm. Major discipline. It's just the number of days suspension that you receive. If it's less than five days, it's minor discipline. If it's more than five days, it's major discipline. Now, what's interesting here is that's still not related to the offense. If if you're a police department that your chief wants you to make sure you have your hat on every time you leave the patrol car and you forget it, well, that could be a day suspension or a warning. And then the second time you do it, that could be another day suspension. And the third time you do it, they hit you for a week suspension. That's major discipline. Wow. So, so we're not talking about incidents of racial bias or, or police violence when we discuss this. Um, we're, we're talking about a large category of offenses that have nothing to do with an officer's ability to serve the public honorably. Um, and the other, the other problem with that, if you don't mind my, my, my adding, no, is we're, we're talking about releasing records going back two decades. Well, let's say you had an officer that was in his early twenties and, and was a little too aggressive and did something that, that probably 20 years later he, he wouldn't have done with, with, with a veteran career behind him. And now we're saying that you're going to tar that person. Maybe they've even retired. 
and tar that person with with a mistake uh, or something they've been they've corrected and never had another case of that involved the suspension, mm-hmm. um, and then go out there and tell the public he's a bad guy. You know, Rob, it's, it's, it's that out of context, too, right, where, yeah. you know, we talk about this with a lot of these police videos. You see part of the video. I say this when I speak to uh, law enforcement groups. You know, you see 30 seconds on YouTube that the evening news loves to run with. Uh, my job is to explain what happened in the three minutes before that 30 seconds that you saw. I think it's the same thing here. I just want to pause for a minute and thank a couple of our um, folks that have joined us. Uh, Carolyn Kuzniak, uh, the police became the new target. It's unbelievable. I will always support our police. Uh, Kim Kuzman Sidern, you give me hope that there are normal and sane people among us. Now, I can pretty much tell you that, uh, Rob, Kim is talking about you, not me. Okay, yeah, figure it out. So you're you're giving some hope. Uh, Sandra Lynn Gransky, thank you for all you do. 99.9% of us support you. Hashtag blue lives forever. Um, You know, it's interesting, Rob. I I find that, too, in my conversations with Mitch at NJ Cops Magazine and, and Pat, uh, you know, the head of uh, PBA, uh, that that most people are 100 percent supportive of law enforcement. And it's interesting, you know, we can go back to this whole thing with George Floyd. And you have this one incident that the video was so tough to watch. And mm-hmm. for the most part, cops and civilians alike said that's unacceptable. And then immediately this guy gets charged. And for most of us, you're like, OK, that's how justice works. Guy does something wrong. It's it's obvious. He, the, the correction is coming. But the backlash has now gone on for weeks on end, and there's violence in the streets. Tell me, uh, what do you want to say to your member cops who are out there fighting every day saying, how do we as police officers get back to normal and, and are able to get out there and do our job? Yeah, I would say to, to, to members of the law enforcement community and especially PBA members who, who, I, who I'm proud to represent, uh, be proud of yourself. You wear that uniform every day with honor and dignity and and what you do, the public rarely ever sees. And and they know that. Bill, you know that you, you, you've been on ride ride alongs with the police. Uh, and, and it is the countless interactions that they have with the public or maybe even just going uh, in the summertime you know, when the parks are open or Little League is happening and just being there and being seen and, and, and being reassuring to the public uh, that. That, that police are the pillars of our community and something that, that they should take as an honor uh, of what they do. And also to remind themselves that, that you know, we've had a rough couple of months and, and we've lost 11 p- police officers and law enforcement officers to the virus. Uh, that has not been really well discussed. And, and the reason so uh, is we, we've, we've lost track of it. Um, but but those are those are line of duty deaths because those officers went out there. They threw mm-hmm. themselves in the midst of this while we were all safe at home because that's what that's what they do. So I, I don't think there's anything for for police officers in New Jersey to be to be ashamed of or be or be worried about, um, because I do agree with you. I think that damn near close to 100 percent of the people in this state love their police officers, support yeah. their police officers. But that doesn't get clicks on, uh, you know, on some websites. And, I'm glad and, you said that. I, you know, Rob, you and I have been at this a long time. I sit on the air today uh, and, and producer Kristen actually had an audible gasp when I said, hey, my buddy Rob Nixon is joining me for the podcast, who I've known now for about 30 years. And of course, I aged both of us with that yeah. comment. Yeah. She's only uh, well, I'm not going to give her age, but let's let's yeah. just say 
Um, that's uh, that's almost longer than she's been around on this planet. Um, I want to just uh, thank a couple of people. Don Gardino, uh, Blue Life Matters, Joan Gator Lorenzo. This woman supports law enforcement. Uh, Joan also said, thank God for our cops. You know, there, there are so many good people out there. And let me, uh, as we get through this conversation, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the things going on in Trenton and how it impacts cops and, and our communities. But I do want to thank Lending to Heroes, which is the uh, one of the preferred lenders of the New Jersey State PBA, Capital Benefits, the exclusive providers of life insurance and disability insurance to New Jersey uh, State PBA members, FHE Health, an exclusive partner of the NJS PBA, providing substance abuse, addiction, mental health, and PTSD care. Um, it is important, and I tell people that you can go to NJ uh, Cops Magazine. If you go to uh, the NJS PBA website, and you, you it's a slash NJ-Cops-Magazine, you can see a list of all the sponsors. You know, I spent a lot of time on the air, Rob, talking about small business in New Jersey and helping mm -hmm. these businesses. And I think it's so critically important that we back those companies that back the blue. Uh, it's just, you know, we are the community. And I... I said this, I say this in my uh, presentations as well, that, that you can't have prosperity until you have peace on the streets. And you can't have peace on the streets unless you've got cops in uniforms patrolling those streets. It's, it is that simple. So what, what do you think is going to happen? And we've got, we've got a budget crisis in this state. We've got a crisis uh, that could be as high as $10 billion. You've got, uh, a, you've got politicians in, in Trenton that don't seem to really have a handle on what to do. And my concern is you're going to have a uh, drained of resources away from the towns, and you're going to have a pinch in these local towns. And, you know, they tend to go to the first responders first and say, how about you guys take a cut? What are your thoughts on how this plays out over the next year? Talk about well, the medium term. Uh, well, look, I'm, I think we're all very worried. Uh, this is very reminiscent to the, the post-market crash of 2008, 2009. Uh, and right right after the market collapsed and, and the state's uh, income and sales tax took took a big hit, the first thing that went was 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 property tax relief for municipalities uh, and state aid to, to cities. And then the first thing that, that those uh, municipalities and cities did was go to the police departments and say, we have to lay off. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some places that took, you know, cities like Trenton and Patterson and, and, and Atlantic City, which, which still suffers under the thumb of a state takeover, uh, it, that you know, they, they took years to recover. You, you and and the first thing that goes are the things that you mentioned. You know, peace in peace in the streets equals prosperity. The first thing that goes are the are the nuisance crime units, the drug units, the gang units, uh, the things that, that keep the streets safe and and take problems. And this isn't a city issue; those things. Those are those are regular old small town New Jersey issues too. Uh, you know, gangs and drugs and, and nuisance crimes. They cut those. Uh, and what happens is you you see less cops. And we used to say, you know, less cops, more crime. And you're seeing that in New York City right now. Yeah. You know, shootings and, and, and murders and, and nuisance crimes are going through the roof because they're taking cops off the streets. You know, I'm glad you said that about nuisance crimes. You, know, you call it quality of life. Uh, I know that uh, the, uh, you know, the cops in Newark do these quality of life patrols. Uh, I don't know how they're still doing that, if, if that is still happening. But, you know, pre-pandemic, it was a very effective way of policing. Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Carrick, you know, brought this idea to New York City. All of a sudden, you start arresting the guy for jaywalking. You find out he's running drugs. You find out that he's got three outstanding warrants. Um, I think people forget that when you approach those nuisance crimes, whether it's, uh, you know, vagrancy or it's, it's, you know, a noise violation, like cops are not there to pick on you for the little things. They're there to make sure the little things don't uh, balloon into bigger things. 
And look, in the direction we're heading, and when we get in the legislation, we can certainly tie this in. But we're getting to the point where, where you're going to tell a police officer that not only are they are they going to be subject to uh, to complaints for doing their job on those things, but you're going to remove all their protections. You're going to put an extra layer of, of unnecessary oversight over them. So you're going to get to the point where the police are going to get a call about loud music at 1230 at night in your cul-de-sac or, or uh, in your neighborhood, and they're going to respond and say, turn the music down. And then when they refuse to do that and the neighbors are complaining, 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 uh, the answer is going to be, well, call code enforcement. Uh, you know, we're not allowed to we're not allowed to respond to this anymore. Uh, it's amazing. Right? That, that is the direction that we're heading in. And there's there's a there's a very vocal group uh, of people that want us to go in that direction. that don't want police officers interacting with the public on those, quote unquote, nuisance issues. Let's talk about that civilian review board for a minute. I mean, that's something like we're seeing uh, what I think is an absolute horror show in places like Seattle, where they're talking about, mm -hmm. you know, the, the basically the blame first is on the cops. And you almost have the you know, cops are at this point, yeah, at least if you listen to a lot of the mainstream media, they're guilty until they prove otherwise. So mm -hmm. you're leading to this insanity of defund the police. You've got these autonomous zones being set up. Um, but I think, you know, it's a slippery slope when it comes to these civilian review boards. I don't know that people understand it. Maybe you can explain uh, for everyone. Cops are under a, a tremendous amount of scrutiny now with internal affairs. Like there actually is no need to add another couple of layers because you've already got all those things in place, which is why you hear very few incidents, actually, of wayward cops and bad things. You know, you hear the one off and it becomes a national news story. Yeah, well, it's it's certainly the case in New Jersey, and this isn't to disparage the other places, but it, but it is to talk about the, the level of training we have here. You know, New Jersey police officers are highly trained. Uh, they are highly professional. They are subject to continuing education and continual training, so that you don't see those uh, those issues that that have been pointed out on the national news because we we are well ahead of the rest of the country in how we train and maintain a police force. So the idea that, that you need a civilian review board to to be appointed to, to somehow in, ensure that the that the police department's internal affairs process is is legitimate is, is kind of crazy because if, if you if anybody ever wants to go and take a look at the internal affairs guidelines that the that they're right on the attorney general's website go take a look at them for your listeners hundred pages long very descriptive talks about how you know how the process must work. And, and, and the last thing that you want to do is while there's an investigation going on, uh, maybe a minor complaint, but maybe a major complaint that could lead to a criminal prosecution, to then allow the mayor of a municipality or a city to appoint a group of citizens to go in there to potentially interfere with a potential criminal investigation. Then you're going to, then you're going to poison witnesses. You're going to ruin evidence. Then by the time it gets to a prosecutor or grand jury, you've got six different stories of the same, the same incident. You've got no consistency. The officer's rights have been violated, most likely publicly, uh, because this process is meant to be secret like a grand jury, because you never know what's going to lead to a to a criminal prosecution. Um, so I, it is it is it is really going to create more gray areas for the people that want mm. a civilian review board and in some cases interrupt the, the, the process that is really well spelled out and very professional today. And it's going to violate the officer's rights, and it's not going to get to transparency that the, that the people want. To so, have. 
As we wrap up, uh, we saw in Patterson, they're pushing back on the release of this information back to this uh, major discipline, which thank you for clearing up because I didn't understand that, yeah. that it was about five days and that's cumulative. So it could be anything, not wearing your hat properly. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, but but Patterson's pushing back. The STFA, one of, one of the state trooper unions sued. You guys, every union put out a letter opposing it. What do you see happening, uh, practically speaking, over the next couple of weeks? Is this going to become policy, or do you think this will be stopped in court? Well, I think that, that the ruling from the, from the Public Employee Relations Commission on the Patterson case is an indication that there's something a little bit foul about uh, about um, releasing 20 years' worth of records for officers and some people who have already retired uh, and their rights potentially being violated. Um, I, I'm hopeful that, that you know, the, the, the attorney general is going to be able to take a look at this and come up with a more measured approach to this. Mm -hmm. This is, and I need to be clear here, this is not about protecting bad cops. It's not about covering up for someone that did some, something wrong. Um, this is about ensuring that, that those officers with these minor issues that, that are considered major um, don't, don't have that hanging over their heads because some website or Facebook page or, or some, uh, some mm -hmm. group of individuals wants to harass them to try to get them fired for something they did 20 years ago. So uh, you never know where the courts in New Jersey are going to go with an issue, but I think the, 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 the pattern yeah. is certainly a good first step to well, bring normalcy to this discussion. Normalcy. Thank you, Rob. That's a word we need more of. I'll just leave you with this uh, thought from Florence Stackhouse. New Jersey State Police, thank you so much for being here for us in Haynesport, New Jersey. Uh, we appreciate you. I can't believe the abuse you deal with every day. We were raised to respect the law in our day. Stay safe and God bless you all. Uh, Rob, thank you. Thank you for what you do. Um, uh, thank you for uh, standing up for cops. I want to thank Mitch and Pat. And uh, as I wrap up here, I want to thank our friends who back the blue lending to heroes, the preferred lender of New Jersey State PBA, capital benefits, exclusive providers of life insurance and disability insurance to New Jersey State PBA members, and FHE Health, the exclusive partner of the NJS PBA with substance abuse, addiction, uh, recovery, and mental health. Thank you, Rob, and thanks to everyone who backs the blue. Make sure you go to the website. Uh, it is njspba.com slash nj-cops-magazine. Rob, great to see you. Bill, Talk thanks you. as always. Thank you.